We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Today's show is brought to you by Oakley. Guys, here on the show, we do not leave home without our Oakley glasses in the morning. You guys shouldn't either. Check them out with their new prism technology. Life is better looking through an Oakley lens. Appreciate our friends at Oakley for sponsoring today's show. Okay. We have uh, we have a stinker. We have a stinker to talk about. We have an absolute uh, terrible series to talk about up in up in Fenway. Uh, it was a great timing for Andrew Rotondi to uh, to to dip out on us for for Leanne to um, have the baby today. We're we're excited for them. Uh, things are happening right now. Not to give too much detail, but they are things are happening. That's that's uh, we got text message that that we're, we're in motion and uh, and and baby should be coming soon. So um, we're excited for uh, for Andrew and Leanne and uh, and the new addition. We'll learn all about that when when Andrew's back, so we can find out. Um, you know, we need a, we need a name. We need to know what's going on. We need to know all those details um, once we get back. So today, I got my uh, I got my guys, uh, the the producer staff here. We got Logan and Ilya um, sitting in so that we can start talking a little bit. And 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 this is going to be a therapy session, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, there's not a ton to dive into. There's not a ton to dive into that 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 I have the tolerance for, nor should you have the tolerance for, because at the end of the day, this team is just playing badly. They uh, the people that 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 Boone and Cashman have put in place to to do the thing without Aaron Judge. Um, the guys that are getting paid the money are, are not doing the thing. They're not producing. They're, and when you have a supporting staff of big-name players that are paid to come out and and play well are not doing it, and you have to lean on the Jake Bowers, the, the Willie Calhouns of the world, then you're not going to win a ton of games. You'll, you'll surprise some people. You'll get some good 
outings from these guys, you will you will be pleasantly surprised, I think, sometimes by these these role players who are at the end of the day uh, free agent signings that were brought out from AAA that that didn't have a home in the major leagues until they were brought over to the Yankees um, to go into Scranton and now are up because of a depleted roster and. All I know is that ever since Aaron Judge ran into a wall and uh, and and we found the six-inch piece of concrete that the Los Angeles Dodgers decided to keep in their stadium plans, um, ever since that day, the the team has been different. That the 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 production obviously has been very different, and we just got swept by the Boston Red Sox up at Fenway Park, and that's that's not fun to say that, to feel that, to live through that. Especially when you start out in, in game one on a Friday, when you're getting excited for the weekend, you're getting excited for you know a, a fun series up in Fenway against a team that you believe is a, a bad Boston team. Well, when you look in the mirror and you also see that bad team, it doesn't matter. You know That's leveling the surface. That's leveling the playing field. And you go up to Boston, a hostile environment, a team that knows how to play up there. Obviously, they know how to pepper the wall pretty damn well, um, even with, uh, with, with guys that that you know shouldn't be doing uh or shouldn't be producing the way that they are um yeah man we got our butts kicked so boys what's uh what say you what's your feeling coming out of this a uh, little bit they seem lifeless they got they got nothing i mean you go and you look at the numbers of the guys that should be performing the stantons the rizzos the djs the glaber was good yesterday but other than yesterday really not great like unacceptable it's like judge disappears and everybody forgets how to hit yeah i know everybody's wearing it a little bit but I, you know yeah no it's 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 true Ilya. the these guys are not not hitting at all uh you know we've talked about so many times that that judge is a big piece and you got and he you know he protects guys but when when one person leaves i don't care who that person is when one person leaves there needs to be a team around him that steps up and and plays to a, a different level. There needs to be at least one to two guys that are picking up, you know, half of the production from a guy like Aaron Judge. And it's just, it's just not happening. And when you go to a hostile environment like Fenway, you you know every one of those games, whenever we play up there, they're they're highly contested. Um and they just they know how to play at Fenway. And and for whatever reason they they put up a ton of runs. So if you're not scoring, you're not going to win very many games up at Fenway Park. Yeah, it seems like every little thing is just kind of getting to the Yankees this year. Anthony Rizzo has not been the same since Tatis went back to him on the first base. Uh, it's it's just pretty depressing to watch. It's some salt in the wound, too, with these, like, boon quotes and the, the quotes from the hitting coach, uh, Dylan Lawson. Like, it's just, like Boone said that, he said, we've been playing pretty well. We just haven't scored a lot. And, well, <laughs> but that's the game. You got to score. <laughs> you got to score to win. It's just... Uh, it seems like nothing's clicking and no one's really taking accountability and just saying, you know, it's not good. And that's been a theme for, for the past however many years now with Boone and and specifically at the end of last year and uh, at, at points in, in previous years, the accountability piece. And that drives me nuts. It really does. And when Boone's coming up here, this was something that bothered me. And Cone doesn't normally, and I, he's probably just giving lip service to be honest, but I like Cone a lot in the booth. I think Cone has, says, you know, he dives in on the on the player side. I think he understands the game really well. 
Um, and when he's on Sunday Night Baseball, I get it. Like you got to take a different approach to to the way that you're talking and to the way that you're um, addressing the audience because it's not just a Yankees audience. On yes, it's it's a at, at least in theory, it's a national audience. You know, it's a Boston Yankees. I don't know how many other teams are watching that because the, at nauseum they they play these games in prime time. So if I'm another fan. I'm probably not watching it. Um, so you're getting a very similar crowd. But he's comparing the uh, Alex Cora in, in, in the approach to the players, talking about Alex Cora and talking about Aaron Boone and how they are player managers and how they have the, the utmost respect by the, uh, from the guys in the, in the clubhouse and, and all of these things, really putting them on, on level playing fields as far as their approach and their types of management. And to me, I, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see, I mean, are they outgoing guys? Are they former players and can talk the talk on that side of it? Sure. Okay. That, like, to me, that's where they stop. The comparisons, that's where they stop. Alex Cora, and this is why I chose, you know, before we started, I, I, was, I was talking about the Red Sox being a team that don't, don't be surprised if they do better than what they are, are looking like. They put a ragtag team together after losing Bogarts. Um, they signed Devers, but they're, they're putting a bunch of guys together that, that shouldn't do do the thing. The thing is that Alex Cora, yes, he is a player manager. He knows the guys, but he also knows what buttons to push. He knows how to get the most out of his guys. Um, similar to Kevin Cash, like they 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 know how to get the most out of the uh, uh, these guys for for baseball production. Not just like talking to them and and going down, you know, in the off season and meeting their family and all those things because they do all that stuff too. But they know how to actually pull the the baseball abilities out them and put them in situations to win and situations to succeed at least more times than not and when I see a, a, a team like the Boston Red Sox just completely wipe the floor with the Yankees uh, as they did this weekend I go back to the manager I go back to the manager and I say this guy knows what he's doing he understands how to he understands how to put his guys in position do players have to play hundred percent no doubt about it. Um, they do have to play, and the Yankees players are not doing that. So you you combine the the fact that they're not hitting with, I believe, a, a lackluster uh, ability from the manager to put people in, in in opportunities to succeed. You have a sweep. And Logan, the last time we got swept, last time we got swept was what last year, right? Last year we we were going to look back. Uh, we went to when they were playing in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. uh, Post-Jordan uh, Montgomery trade. Post-Jordan Montgomery trade. He started one of those games and um, diced them up. Uh, Bader was hurt and we had no idea who he was. Right. Uh, so that wasn't fun. We actually had to go back to uh, 2021 to find a division sweep. I think the Yankees only got swept once last year. Um, they were good. They were good last year, obviously, until first the end. But yeah, they were actually... This is the first time that they were swept this year. They're one of the last teams to get swept, but they, they're they like longest winning streak, longest losing streak. Like they've just been pretty mediocre the whole way, you know, in the grand scheme of things. You know, the the uh, the thing is, is like when I go back and, and I see the sweep, the the last sweep that that occurred in division, because that's that's to me the bigger one. Like you go to St. Louis, you get snake bit. Fine. I get it. Uh, and, and, and that was the only time that happened. They were, they were all world in the first half, but going all the way back to 2021, uh, a four game set against Toronto. Like that's a, that's a long time. Like that, that, that should not be happening. You should not be getting swept in division, especially by a bottom dweller team like the Red Sox at this point. And, you know, I wanted to do a, um, an AL East standings update here because we all, we all, 
that's the only thing to talk about right now. We need to understand like how humbling this team is and how humbling it is to watch it. They're 10 and a half games out and they would be way more than 10 and a half games out if, if, uh, if Tampa didn't go 500 over their last, over their last 10, the Yankees are three and seven, 10 and a half games out. Um, uh, only half a game out from Toronto, who's 11 and what, two games right around two games from, from, from Boston now. So you're looking at a team that's, that's, practically you know a, a, a couple losses away from last place in the AL East um, and they climbed back up a bit in the standings but now you're looking at a, a 10 and a half 11 game deficit approaching the all-star game that's a really big really big uh, hurdle to climb and when I was looking at how good the Rays were their home record man they've lost seven games they have they have a a ridiculous record at home the trap is 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 now a place that they are that they are dominating. And when you go in and you win the AL East and now you are are claiming home field advantage essentially through that and you're playing that well at home, that's a significant problem for everybody, but including the Yankees. It's always been a hard place for them to play, no pun intended. But that's a that's a that's a, a record that um is gonna come back and bite us if Kevin Cash knows how to play there as well as he does. And these guys are are really um revving up to play in Tampa then the Yankees are even in trouble if they are, are looking at a, at a wild card. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at a wild card. We're looking at backing into the playoffs. Thankfully that there's an expanded list, an expanded number of teams, but that's what we're looking at. We're looking at a team that is going to claw into the playoffs potentially. Unless something miraculous happens at the trade deadline or these guys all come back and we have a, uh, you know, a reverse of last year and they start playing you know, out of their minds um, in the second half of the year, then I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to tell you besides the fact that they're going to be battling for a, a first or second wild card, and and frankly, it could be that second wild card. Um, all right, guys. Before we get into any of the the uh, the news and the notes, I want to tell you a little bit about game time. When you're uh, you're just stressed out about tickets and, and you're trying to buy them and you're looking for that last minute deal, hunting down the best price, competing with other buyers for huge popular events, buying tickets to your favorite events, especially Yankees games, should not be stressful. You should be stressing about the outcome of the game, but not necessarily getting the game. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. It's not just sporting events. These guys have tickets to anything you can get tickets to. Uh, they have killer deals on last minute tickets. Uh, and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing out tickets and, and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. Uh, go browse through the Game Time app and check out all the upcoming events in your area. There's flash deals, last minute tickets. And it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event. Uh, you can even see the seat views, uh, the images of the seat views in app, which is huge. It's a big deal so that you can really look to see what you're going to get. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all these things. Game Time has your back. Um, and it is absolutely the last time to, or in the best time to, uh, to to buy tickets, especially if you're going last minute. Forget the planning in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the last event. Stagger tickets without the stress uh, with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Bronx for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem your code Bronx for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so you know, I think the saving grace for when the Yankees are struggling is for us to look forward and identify who's coming back. I feel like that's been our game. Uh, you know, each time we're we're struggling and we're looking around and we're seeing the names that we don't want to see. So 
Ilya and Logan, can you guys take us through some of the uh, some of the injury updates and who we got coming back? Because there's there are some big names in there. So uh, Bader's coming back for the Seattle series. Uh, looks like Oswaldo was sent down. Yep. Um, so hopefully that can lengthen that lineup a little bit. Uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, he's starting a minor league rehab assignment tomorrow, and they said he should need about three starts. Uh, so assuming all goes well, no more cranky back. Uh, we're probably looking at a return before the All-Star break, hopefully, uh, early July. So if we're looking at him early July, what's the what are the ramifications in the top in the in the rotation at that point, right? So we're we got um Cole Sevy, hopefully, uh is 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 still going uh at a at a pace that he's going, but improving mechanics. I'm still not I'm still like in my head, I'm 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 knocking wood that um there's not something around the corner for him. Um and then we have an update on Nestor as well, or is he is he still uh down? Uh, Nestor resumed playing catch on Sunday, uh, yesterday. So uh, I, I did see somewhere a possible return in July, but I would assume if it's possible, that means late, late in July, maybe early yeah. August. So he's August, probably mid-August is more more likely if he's just starting to throw at this point. And I'm I'm done being optimistic with these uh, with these with these injury reports because the 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 one on on Judge just to me keeps getting worse. We, we saw that there's a second ligament now in the foot that's been bothering him. So he's getting these, uh, these injections that are supposed to heal, you know, speed up the healing process and get him going. Uh, but the update on him is, is what Boone's basically saying, I have no idea. I don't know, which, okay, I appreciate, but at the same time, I feel like you should know a little bit more about your star player. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not good. The updates, it's very, very vague. And when they're very, very vague, that is not not a good thing. Um, Boone talked about him returning before the All-Star break. He said, I think there's a shot for that. Uh, that said, I don't know. Like, you know, I think I think he could be back in a week. He could be back in four. I don't know. I mean, they're just, they're literally playing a semantics guessing game here. Um, and when, he had a, when I hear, when I hear he's talking to DJ about like pain management or, or like the things that he, like, how do you feel? What is your, what does your toe feel like? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like the fact they still didn't fix like they didn't ever really fix DJ's toe. They, well, they no. just let him rest. Yes, and we think that the, their their logic was that it's fixing itself by the rest, right? And and you have enough of that to do it. But that's the thing. You need he needed the entire off season for for that thing to even get remotely healed up. Um, and they still had a decision whether it's sur- surgery or no surgery. And when you're looking at Judge, if, if it's a similar injury, if we're looking at something very similar in the way that they're they're coming back and it's something that, that has the potential of nagging. I'm really afraid of this because we saw DJ try to come back on it, right? Like he's tried to play on it multiple times. He's still, we don't know what the hell is wrong with DJ at this point, but even last year, you're looking back, like he was hobbled by this toe. This toe is a problem. Um, and I, I referenced, I was, I was in the studio uh, during the last, during the last um, recording because my, my computer fried out on me. And um, I was asking the guys in the room at the time, and their their producers on Greenlight, which is an NFL show. And I was asking about Deion Sanders. Apparently, Deion Sanders, which I didn't know this, had toes amputated. Okay, amputated because of turf toe. They were nagging him so badly that they they were like, "Let's just get rid of the toes because that's the best way forward." That that's what we were dealing with at that point. And like, I understand you're you're looking at a, a very different situation, football versus baseball. 
But goddamn, when you're a cornerback in the NFL and you're trying to cover wide receivers, you'd think that you need the the quickness and the the agility that your your foot and the flex on your foot gives you. So you need those toes <laughs> even more so. Um, so I'm not saying that Judge is going to get his toes amputated. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm but what I am saying is that it it can get to that point where you're looking at a situation that's that's not good and affects your mobility in a massive way. And pro athletes, elite athletes are going as far as eliminating the toes to move past it, which is wild to me. And and that's why I think that, you know, the the name turf toe or whatever it is, um, it's a ligament in the toe that is is bothering you is one of these downplayed injuries that sounds like it's not a big deal, but is a very big deal to professional athletes that need that that mobility. So I'm getting more worried and more worried, not only for him just just coming back, but the level of him coming back. Like, what is he going to be when he comes back? Is this thing going to flare back up again? Um, because if we're looking at the comp and what DJ did, it doesn't heal in a month. It doesn't heal in two months. It may heal to to the to the touch. It may heal to like doing everyday things, but but trying to perform, you know, playing the outfield, doing all the things that he needs to do to be at his best going to be a problem is is what it's going to be something that 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 continues to to flare back up is is what i'm is what i'm looking at and and that's not good for for what we're looking at now because this team around him is is just not doing the thing they're just not doing the thing um all right what else we got baiters coming back we said that right um or did we say that yeah yeah we spoke about that the other two updates are uh are the two bullpen arms uh ian hamilton uh began a rehab assignment uh, with double A, he's also expected to need three outings, so he should be back relatively soon. And then uh, Loizaga began throwing uh, last week. Uh, they're looking at August, September. So if the Yankees can, if they can get a wild card, you know, maybe he's there for the playoffs. Yeah, so he's he's uh, he's a little bit behind Nestor, but probably along those same lines. It wouldn't surprise me if Nestor was a little bit further into it as well depending on who, who's, who's back. Um, all right, let's dive into the games a little bit. Uh, not that I want to spend a lot of time talking about these games, but I think there's some, uh, some important pieces that we need to discuss and, and, and just talk through as to the why. Why is this team reeling against a, uh, a bad Red Sox team? Why are they not able to actually go up the Fenway and do anything um, this past weekend? And it starts with uh, with the offense, which has been a problem now for for multiple years. When it comes to the playoffs, because when when they need to get hits, when they need to be um, uh, productive on the on the hitting side, they're not. And a lot of that you can boil down to um, not being able to execute in in situations when there's runners in scoring position. So, Logan, where where are we at with runners in scoring position with uh, with this series? So, um, the first game. They actually, you know, didn't do too bad. I don't think they had all that many opportunities. They had eight opportunities. So they went three for eight, which isn't terrible. The Red Sox went 10 for 18. But then in the double header, they went a combined one for 16 with runners in scoring position and 0 for 11 in the second game, which obviously isn't going to cut it. For the weekend, they hit 167 with runners in scoring position as opposed to the Red Sox 432. You know, we also had another so stat let, in here. Let that soak in for a second, though. That's ridiculous. Yeah. When you see it, when you see a team competing that, and look, that's skewed too. Because if you look at Friday night, the Red Sox jumped out to such a big lead that at that mo- at that point, like they're they're going through the motions, they're going to be throwing a lot of strikes to get through that game. They're trying to they're trying to they're basically pitching to contact. When you have a large lead like that, you're not you're not nibbling. Like the Yankees will have opportunities to hit the ball. Uh, 
even with runners in scoring position. So, you know, in a, in a closer contested game, those numbers aren't going to look the same as far as runners in scoring position for the Yankees. So actually, it's worse than it looks, which is already bad. Yeah, we also had the other stat in here that um, last night was the 19th time this season that an opposing starting pitcher went seven, at least seven innings against the Yankees. That's by far that's the most in, in baseball um, over the A's and the, and the Royals, who were in second. Uh, last year, it happened 18 times to the Yankees all regular season. And I think that kind of has a, that kind of demonstrates the flaw of this is different. This is a different Yankees team. The Yankees usually are grinding out at bats. You know, they almost used to be like, you know, good pitchers. They got them out in the fifth inning. You know, they might have not give, they might have given up not in one run, but it was like, all right, is that 105 pitches getting the last out in the fifth? And it's like, all right. And that was like, I mean, that's like the way I understood the, you know, 90s Yankees teams. And that's how I know, knew the Yankees teams of the last five years. So the fact that they're just completely away from that, their on-base percentage is, again, under 300. We talked about that last episode. It's still, it's. I think it's actually 299, not rounding now. Um, which is crazy. And their batting average over, you mentioned their batting average. Their batting average over the last, since Judge is out, is uh, 195. They have 195 batting average. 195. I don't care if you if you like batting average stat or don't like batting, it doesn't matter. Just, just They are, as a team, at, since, since, uh, since Judge, the opposite of stepping up when your guy's down, they've fallen below the Mendoza line as a team, which is insane. Insane for their, their that level of production. Um, and then Bayo, right, like was able to get this, this is the second time they've they've seen him now. Uh, and both times he has gone seven innings. He's got very similar stat line in both in both of his starts, where he's he's getting into seven innings um and and able to to really shut down the Yankees. Here's the thing when you're talking about um, you know, on-base percentage and grinding out. You don't have the ability to do that when the opposing pitchers are just attacking the strike zone against a team that doesn't hit. When they know or they they feel confident that their stuff is is better than the bats that are on the other side, they're going to attack the strike zone and play to contact. When you're playing to contact, you can't grind out as many at bats either, right? So it's a it's a chicken or the egg situation. But you don't have the players or the respect factor that this lineup can do any kind of damage. So why, as an opposing manager, would you try to 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 you know dick around at all with this lineup? If I'm an opposing manager, I'm attacking. I'm attacking them because they can't hit anyway. I'm not going to give them an opportunity to grind out in that bat and wait out in that bat because there's no reason to be cute against a team that can't hit. Against a team that is hitting under 200 collectively, you got to attack that team. And I think that's a big piece of, of also why we're seeing um, when things go bad, they just feel worse because of of the the low on base percentage, because of the fact that they're not getting walks, because they're they're being attacked. It's it's disrespectful because it's true, and and we're seeing it on the opposing side. We're seeing it. Alex Cora is not going to say, "Go be cute with John Cor- Carlos Stanton because he's John Carlos Stanton." No, attack him, attack him like you would anybody else, because they got to prove the fact that they can get on base, and they're doing it with Rizzo too. And Rizzo, you know, got looks like he's, you know, hitting the ball, seeing the ball a little bit better over the last two games, I'd say. Um, but they're going to continue to attack and we're not going to see that mentality. You're not going to see that grinded out mentality for the rest of the year unless this team gets on a torrid run and actually puts a little bit of doubt in the minds of uh, opposing pitchers and opposing managers that they can take advantage of, um, you know, of, of being up there and and uh, and waiting out in that bat. It just isn't happening. You know, um, they, they, go ahead. they like, 
they're not they're not going to hit like this obviously for the rest of the season but at the same time like it, it's so strange to me the way that they just can't divert from like not having judge i mean rizzo said it last night like 30 teams don't have Aaron judge right you know like look at the angels i mean they have two of the best players and they can't win it's like and they're on the, even when they're on the field so it's like why is it so stunned? Like it's it's this baseball is not a sport where it's a one man show, and especially in this in today's game where you know they're they're supporting the base hit, they're giving you more opportunities to get a ball through the infield, they're giving you more opportunities to find some green in the outfield, um, and and they're just not able to to execute it. I mean, there multiple times when when uh, we had a leadoff leadoff double, um, standing up and you know strike out. No one's able to advance the runners. I'm listening. First of all, I I was uh, I was driving home yesterday for the first for the first game in the in the doubleheader. So I was listening to the game on the radio, and by the time I got into the car and got the game on, the the top of the first had already happened. Glaber hit the two run home run, and I'm sitting there. My family is asleep because because we had a long night. Everybody's sleeping. I'm sitting there driving, trying to stay you know uh, on tip top, listening to John and Susan. First hit came for the Yankees since that was, I think, in the eighth inning. Uh, I think Bowers had a, had another ball. Like that, that was it. It was, it was, it was an awful game. It was an awful game. It was an awful game to listen to. Uh, you're not hearing about you know anything positive happening on the offensive side. Um, and yeah, the the you know there was there was some decent pitching. Like you're looking at Severino. Uh, that was uh, looked a little bit better. You guys both said that you thought Severino looked better. Why why do you see? What did you see in him yesterday that that gave you a little bit more of a, a, a you know hope for optimism for him? Um, I basically I just his velocity obviously ticked back up. Um, I know it's been t- slowly ticking up the past few starts, but besides that, um, he 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 obviously didn't give up any home runs, which is like such a stupid way of putting it. But he's been getting crushed on the on the home run ball, and when you play at a place like Fenway. Um, you know, they, at the end of the day, he wasn't, he wasn't good, but he was definitely, he definitely battled a little bit more. He definitely, you know, I mean, he got it through, you know, five innings. Um, but I think early on, you could see the, the velocity was popping. We, we looked up the numbers, like you're splitting hairs. We were looking at the velocity, uh, but, but yeah, his, he, he was at the high end 98 averaging a little higher than, than normal, but, but really what it comes down to is command with him. And I think early on, you saw some of that life. You saw some of that battle. Um, some of that swing and miss. Some of that, that swing and miss. Correct. And th- at the end of the day, though, he seven hits, three walks, five innings. That's 10, 10 guys on, whether it's from the hit or, or you're, you're letting him on uh, through the walk. And that's not good enough. When you're not getting the swing and miss at, at the same level you have been, you're not able to get out of trouble um, in the same way that you have been in the past. It's not good enough. And like... My, I, I didn't, I didn't see a ton more out of him. To be honest, I didn't see a ton more that I'm like, okay, yeah, it looks like he's getting better and really cleaning things up. I saw a lot of mechanical flaws still. I saw a lot of inconsistencies. And when you're not able to control the strike zone still, especially with a guy like Severino, um, you're in for a long, a long outing and uh, or a short, short outing with him. Um, and and that's kind of what I saw. I didn't see a ton from him, but yeah, man, like the the this is an opportunity too where you're you're looking at. Um, the the bullpen being very good for the Yankees or in, really for the year, um, Michael King was was not good when he came in for Clark Schmidt um, in that in that first first game. I thought Clark Schmidt looked a lot better. Uh, I went back and watched it after listening to the game. 
Um, looked a lot better early on. Got into some trouble at the end there, obviously. Um, Michael King was brought in to, to get out of some trouble. And this is another thing. We were talking about this last week where Boone had the Mets with off days flanking that series. So Tuesday, off day. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday, off day. Tuesday, Wednesday games. Thursday, off day. And you know, you're know you saving relievers at that point. Michael King hadn't pitched in five days. I'm not saying that that's the, a reason for him to struggle. But we have some numbers on him uh, over his last uh, last few starts, and and they're not good. I gotta believe sitting for five days with a guy like King doesn't help matters. What what are the numbers on on King? Uh, the numbers that we pulled. Um, we got him in the last seven games. He's got a five oh six ERA. Um, he pitched ten and two thirds innings, eleven hits, six hundred runs, five walks. Um, I did. I was just kind of doing like a little bit of a you know. I was trying to just look like you know kind of what's been different he's really ramped up his sweeper you know his our favorite pitch in the month of june and he's dropped his sinker percentage which is which is strange to me because it was it seems like he's deviated from what works and yeah now it's not working and again it seems like it seems like like if i can do a two minute search and see a stark change and bad results you know you know what's interesting about that two the, the I I call it two seamer that everybody's calling a sinker with without vertical because the, the vertical movement on the sinker is actually slowed down. It's not as it's not as much. There's definitely left to right movement now. It, it is it's really a true two seamer. But but we we look at uh, Holmes and King throwing that pitch that a very similar pitch high velocity high velocity sinker a lot of late movement um, that that has you know uh, horizontal left to right movement but also a little bit of vertical. It doesn't seem like they're able to throw it consistently for for long periods of time. That's the one thing I'm I'm noticing is that like we saw we saw when when it's good when it's on like they're they're very much uh, dominant you know practically un un uh, unhittable guys, but it doesn't seem like they're able to sustain that pitch over a long period of time um, to to execute it. And I'm wondering if that's because that pick that pitch is taxing on the body, taxing on the arm, which has led to you know, uh, either are dead arms or injuries or in the past, or, or or they're just not able to consistently repeat those mechanics so that they can get that high-end execution. But that pitch is, is one that's standing out to me from both of those guys who need that pitch to be like at that at that elite level. It's the Zach Britton effect. Uh, Zach Britton, you know, if he if he sat from within two days, it was like ball, ball, ball. I mean, Clay Holmes is almost the same. It's such a feel pitch. Yeah. And if you just, if you, if they sit for too long, you lose the feel for it. But then, you know, I mean, Andrew was throwing some stuff in the chat about how, you know, in on the second game against the Mets, it was a close game. He made, they made every, all the high leverage guys unavailable. Mm-hmm. And then they said free workload management, basically. And then... Which is ridiculous when you understand that there's two, two off two days off in days. that same week. Yeah, which doesn't happen often. Right. And then you have, you go into the weekend and you don't need them Friday or Saturday. Because right. then the rain out, and then obviously you need them Sunday now. And well, they had well, know, they, they didn't need, need one them. of their high leverage guys on Friday. IKF was you know in right. the game, high leverage situation, obviously. Right, but yes, yeah, well, um, pitch well. As, yeah, I mean, so were you, were you surprised? N- never surprised with IKF anymore. I'm not allowed to say that I'm not. Um, yeah, so they came in for work in the last game, and it's like, all right, now it's like too little, too late. It doesn't even matter. You're down three runs. Off from Southern, have a chance. So, you know. Yeah, they uh, and and I I believe that Boone does have to get these guys regular work when five days off for a guy like that that doesn't have, 
um, the ability to uh, to come in and 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 have that that long that long period off and able to execute at a high level. I mean, clearly something something is uh, is with that, but but yeah, he wasn't able to. I, I thought Schmidt. He still needs to get deeper. He was he, his pitch count still is too high. I think he was he was at like eighty some pitches um, into the fifth inning. Like he needs he needs to go deeper, but he's definitely looking better. He's not he's not the problem he was. Um, but there's still when you have when you have Herman going two innings, Schmidt going five innings, Severino going five innings. This is going to be not only a problem right now, but again, we're going to look back at this in September and say, man, these these relievers have been worked a lot. A lot of them have, uh, you know, high pitch counts for the year, high inning counts for the year. And it's because of the depth. So the fact that Radon's coming back is, is big because you need a guy that's going to go deeper into the game. When you have the Red Sox throwing a guy like Bayo out, that's thrown seven innings, uh, consistently against the Yankees two times in a row with very similar stat lines. You're not able to find out something else about him and get to him at all. Uh, this, this young guy's having a lot of success. The Yankees need to do that. They need to get deeper so that the the bullpen doesn't become a problem. It's been a strength, but it can very well be a problem uh, that will be that will be very apparent at the end of the season if these guys are continuing to get overworked. So hopefully we can get some more back. Um, all right, I want to look forward uh, because looking forward is the best thing to do for us at this point. It's really the only thing we can do, and if we're doing that, we might as well look through Oakley's. Uh, blue prism technology, make sure that we are seeing crystal clear as as well as we can. Um, we're excited to, to partner with Oakley. We want to express your style and build a look that's made for you. I, I've been wearing these Oakley glasses. Um, been playing a little golf lately. I'm trying to get back out on there as much as possible. It helps me um, in the in the mornings. And when I have these these large glasses that allow me to see my peripherals, everything in front of me, everything is crystal clear with their new technology. I'm, I'm loving it. And they're very light too. If you guys are looking for a pair of glasses to wear playing any kind of sport, um, check out the Oakley new line because they are uh, they stay on your head and they're light so you don't realize that they're even on, which I love. I love that from uh, you know a feature for, from a sunglass. I don't, I don't want to feel them all the time. Uh, you need to get a pair of Oakleys. They're suited for everyday eyewear, frames and lenses, allowing for extension of self and expression of your personality. So there's more than meets the eye. Um, we all look good. And like I said earlier, this is we don't leave home without them. Uh, this The Oakleys are a staple for the mornings. Um, and, and right now, we're almost at the official start of, of summer, which means you need to upgrade your sunglass game right now. Check out oakley.com to get a pair of uh, Oakleys yourself. Again, I'd really suggest getting that those wide lenses uh, for, the, for, for the ability to stay on your face while you're playing sports. Uh, the Prism Lens Technology is amazing. It's proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Uh, if you want to know more, I know you do. So go over to oakley.com and do your own research. Uh, and while you're there, get a pair of glasses for every day uh, that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there's really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. Uh, I've worn the a lot of sunglass brands in my life. And I can assure you that Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Hover, head over to oakley.com for more information today. All right. It's got to get better. It's got to get better. And uh, the Seattle Mariners, which is a team that I grew up not liking because um, they were a thorn in the side for a very long time. Uh, they're, they're, they're coming and, uh, and we're going to play them. And they are struggling as well. They're a team that I think a lot of, a lot of people out of the box saw the last 
the last year as a, a jumping point for them to, to get to the next level. Obviously, they have some pretty good pitching. They acquired the guy that a lot of people wanted the Yankees to acquire, uh, Luis Castillo, the guy that had been rumored to go to the Yankees and trade uh, trade talks for probably three years. Uh, and instead, Fr- Frankie Montas is now part of the Yankees, we think, um, somewhere under an MRI machine. Um, but who we got coming up for for the uh, for the Mariners? Ilya, can you go through the matchups real quick? Yeah, so Tuesday, uh, Garrett Cole versus Kirby. Uh, he's been pretty good on the year. Uh, Wednesday, TBD, that's the uh, Nestor spot where Vasquez pitched last uh, versus Luis Castillo, who's having a, a real good year. And uh, Thursday, Domingo Herman is going versus, I think it's Brian Wu. Uh, he's a rookie. He's only made three starts. First start was pretty bad. Uh, only got through two innings, but the the past two starts he's kind of reined it in a little bit. So, not really sure what we're getting there. But uh, Seattle's five hundred on the season, five and five in their last ten. So hopefully the Yankees can, uh, you know, do some do damage. some damage. You're about you to say do some damage. It <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not damage. Should uh, we start with getting on they base? Can, they can uh, come come up for air uh, through this series. But you know the thing is that Yankees are tied right now for that last wild card spot with the Astros. Uh, the three teams behind them, Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Seattle, who are only three games back. I know it's early for wild card uh, standings watch, but you know, it's when, not, when it's you're not that early bottoming when, out when you're yeah. bottoming out like this, it's you know, it's something to look at. It it is something to look at because they have to stay they have to stay in it. You know, until until Judge is back, I guess. Like that's what we're looking at, isn't it? Are we staying afloat until Judge is back? Is that is that the name of the game at this point? Is that what we're doing? Are we staying afloat until Judge gets back? That's crazy. Radone, Judge, whomever else is coming back. I know Bader's gonna come back. He's not gonna be a a a, a complete game changer for this lineup. Like, yeah, he's a catalyst, but he's not a game changer for this lineup. Uh it's like we're we're all hovering and treading water until Aaron Judge comes back and praying to God that that is, you know, that one, he's healthy and is able to perform like like uh, like the guy that we expect. But the more he's out, the longer, like I said earlier, the more we're hearing about the, you know, the ligament issues and the conversations he's having with LeMayhew on how to manage the thing or what it felt like. I'm getting more and more concerned with the level of, of play we're going to get from a guy that comes back with this injury because um, the toe is weird. Clearly, we've 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 seen that, and even the options to heal that injury are weird. It's they don't even know. It's it's a it's very much out in the open. Do you do surgery? Do you not do surgery? Do you wait for it to heal? How long do you wait for it to heal? Judge is six foot seven. You know, this is a guy that's that everything is going to be. You know, everything you you look at from if you're rehabbing the same injury as a guy who's six two or six foot. It's different than six eight. It just is. There's 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 more impact. There's more, uh, you know, the stopping and moving is more, more treacherous on those, those ligaments. Um, when, uh, when you're dealing with a guy of his size too. So yeah, I guess we're treading water. Luis Castillo, um, has been nasty against the Yankees in the past. I think that, um, I mean, Vasquez has earned another start. No, don't we, the, the, like we're, we're looking at, I don't see a better option right now. I think like that's a, the, he deserves it. We should, the kid should, should see uh, the mound and and they should make the appropriate move so that so that, that can happen because uh, you know at least he was he was productive in his last start so that's what we're looking at Seattle Mariners all right guys we're gonna wrap it up 
uh, hopefully uh, the next time we we can have some more positive things to talk about. I I hate living in this world of of unknown. I hate living in this world of despair. The but the fact is, is this, this is the world that we're in right now. This is the uh, you, you can't sugarcoat this shit with with the way that this team is playing. There's nothing to sugarcoat. They are playing badly. They are not playing to the ability that they're. Uh, that they need to with the guys that are being trotted out there still, even if your name isn't Aaron Judge, um, and they need to do better. So that, that rolls downhill, and I, and I, I, I'm still wondering, like, at what point? At what point? If this team doesn't turn it around by the by the the, the second half, at what point does Hal say, "I've had enough. There's a breaking point. We got to change something up." Like it's got to come at some point. I know we've been saying that for two years, and they've extended the man since then. Um, but they've got to do something. They've got to do something. When you don't have your your big players playing and you're not getting the most out of these guys, something's got to give, and uh, and they need to figure it out. And guess what? That guy's not irreplaceable. Boone is not irreplaceable. All right. Well, we will talk to you later uh, this week. Hopefully, Andrew will be back as well. Um, we'll get an update. Uh, but congratulations to Andrew and and Leanne on the new baby coming uh, today. We're all very excited. We'll talk to you guys later. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.